From Beta Cell, this is Out of Range. I'm Craig. I'm Laura. This is your show about real things diabetes. diabetes. We've been doing this for a year and a half. It feels like a very long time. <laughs> I was doing the math in my head. This is episode number 26. Mm-hmm. Doesn't seem like that much, but... It feels like a lot. Yeah. There's also all the After Dark episodes, so if you feel like it hasn't been a lot, you should go check those out. And there's a lot of those. There's a lot of those. And they're really good. They're even better than this. Sometimes. So much better. <laughs> That's patreon.com forward slash beta cell. You'll get access to all of those. Okay, that's the last pitch for this, uh, for this episode. So I was thinking recently, I feel like that's how every episode starts. Mm-hmm. I think that's how they should start. We've done this for a year and a half. Have we changed in some way? Has anything happened? And I was trying to like come up with the theme of the show. Like, like not the real things diabetes, but like what is the show really about? And it's not social media, though we talk about it all the time. And I think it, it kind of comes back to like the like the number one tip I have for living with type 1 diabetes, whether like your physical health, your A1C, your mental health, whatever. And I think, do you want to guess what it is? I have no idea. So I think that the, my number one diabetes advice is you have to give a shit. And you can't do, you're not going to do well if you don't give a shit. But you can't really do anything unless you care. And it's that little bit of caring that I think gives you the drive or the energy to actually make some sort of change. So, for example, mm-hmm. um, oh, if you go high every night mm. and you're like, oh, I wake up high every night and you text me. This is this a real actu- story. This actually happened. And you're like. I said every morning. I'm every high. morning you wake up higher than you did when you went to sleep. Uh-huh. And I said something along the lines of you should just try giving an extra unit at night because you split your lantus dose, mm-hmm. your long acting. And you're like, okay. <laughs> but it's like that's that's like the tiny little spark of like you seeing this and like not wanting that to change or not wanting that to be the same. You want some sort of change. You gave a shit. People are like, oh, Craig, like obviously I want my A1C to be better. Obviously I don't want to go low. But there's a difference between wanting it and then actually like caring enough to like do it. To act on it. And I almost feel like every complaint I've ever seen about type one can like come back to this point and you can just move forward from there. Like, I don't know. Wow. Is that a big statement? Yeah, but it's a good statement. Do you think it's means well, anything? Yeah, I do think it means something, but I also think some people might be like, well, I've, I do care and I do try and I'm still not getting the results I want. But they still care. I think there's a difference between caring and like really giving a shit. I'm going to say shit as much as I can. Well, episode. you've been using them. You've been. Yeah. So I think like caring in the sense of like, yeah, I, 
I want my blood sugars to be 100 all the time. And I never want to go low. I never want to go high. I want to always feel great. And then giving a shit is making proactive decisions to get to that yeah. point. Like you actually have to care enough to want to get to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once you've, you've made up your mind that that's what you're going to do, that's like you can't make a change. You can't fix anything unless you want to. Yes. Like you go to your doctor's office and they say, oh, I wish you didn't go high so much at night. If you don't care, you're not going to change anything. You're like, oh, no, I'm just going to eat ice cream before I go to bed and like whatever. Right. Just like you can't, yeah, you can't help somebody that doesn't want to be helped. Exactly. But I've been learning that a lot in life. (laughs) This way it's about you. Yeah. You can't help yourself unless you want to be helped. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this could just go to anything in terms of like, I don't know. No, this is anything. Diabetes. Yeah, yeah. And, and life things. Life things. I complain about being sore all the time from the gym. <laughs> Every time, my coach, do you stretch? No, I don't care. I, I don't like, and I, there's nothing. You don't, you don't give a shit. I don't, no, I don't give a shit. It's enough that you'll complain. I'll, I complain every day. But you won't actually. No, I don't, don't take the time. A, you don't care enough to then. Do something about it. Yeah. And then it just happens again. Yeah. And that, I don't know, that could be anything. I was just telling you too, for another example, I was, Craig was telling me, I was saying I was tired all the time. Craig told me I should start taking vitamin D pills. Take your vitamin D pills, everyone. And he said it would give me more energy. And I want more energy. But then I said, I'm really bad at remembering to take pills. Like that's not part of my daily regimen. It would be very hard for me to just remember to do that. But then I just got LASIK eye surgery last month. And they told me before to take some like fish oil pills three weeks before my surgery, three times a day, two times a day, six pills. And I did it every single day for three weeks. because Did not miss one pill? Did not miss one pill because I didn't want to fuck up the results of my surgery. So I gave a shit about that. I guess it shows you where your priorities are for yourself. <laughs> being able to see. I'd rather be able to see than have energy. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's a fair priority, I think, yeah. though. I, I don't blame you for that. Well, thanks. Um, but yeah, yeah, you will. You can tell what people give a shit about in life because it's what they're, yeah. you know. And I I don't know. I don't know if if it's if this came out because it's national diabetes awareness month maybe this what? Is, it's what yeah i don't know if you missed that memo oh. you haven't you haven't done your challenge your i have daily not challenge. done my challenge this year you've missed 20 days shit you can make it up i think i'll try just post it all at once on the last day there's no one stopping me from doing that yeah i think that it's seeing a lot of things and seeing a lot of complaints and in the end it's like well what are you going to do about it like you can complain all you want. It's not going to change. No one on the internet is going to somehow tell you to do something and then that's going to make you go do it. And I think there's a difference between going on and saying, oh, this really sucks. Like I need help. And oh, this just really sucks. Mm -hmm. And if it's just like a pity party, then it doesn't help you. It doesn't help anyone else. It just makes us all feel bad. If that, I guess it annoys me more than anything. I was going to say, I knew you were going to say it's annoying. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it is hard to hear someone complain that's not willing to get help. Yeah. In any situation in life. It's like, what's the point? Yeah. Any situation in life. Maybe that's what this theme is. Diabetes is a lot like life. 
Diabetes is life. <laughs> it's our life. Life is diabetes. Yeah, diabetes isn't always fair. But life's not always fair. Parallels. And really deep. It's hard because, yes, diabetes feels like something we should be able to control all the time ourselves. Because that's what they say. They give you the meter. They give you the syringe. And they say, it's up to you now. And so every decision we make feels like it's our responsibility. If we end up high after a meal, it's our fault because we didn't do this. If we end up low at night, it's our fault. When really it's not. There's all these other factors. Replace the word blood sugar with anything else. And if you're driving to work and your car gets hit, it's not necessarily your fault. It could be your fault. Mm -hmm. It could be someone else's fault. You don't get angry when someone else hits you when it's their fault. You get angry at them. We don't get angry at right. the waiter for putting extra sugar in our curry. Who do we get mad at? You get mad at yourself for bolusing wrong. <laughs> yeah, we've talked about th that. Yeah, we have. No, but specifically. But all of these, no, no, but all of these things I think is it's, it's like this year and a half culmination of everything we've learned from type one from annoying other people by posting your A1C to dating to your job. It's about like how much you want to fight for what you care about. Why is this getting me emotional right now? So it's, it's really comes down to just how much you actually care about yourself and where you are in the world. And I know this is a podcast about real things, diabetes, but maybe this episode, we're focusing on the first two words, just real things. Don't you think everything that you learn about living with diabetes, you can just shift it to like another lesson for your life, even if you weren't living with it? And vice versa. Yeah, totally. Yeah. The micromanaging yeah. would be like my number one. Thing you'd want to change? Or a thing that I've learned that like I don't need to be micromanaging my diabetes in the way that I was, but then wait a second, maybe I don't need to be micromanaging my life the way that Whoa. I was. <laughs> you know, things like that. It is so, all these lessons are so parallel. Yeah. Do you feel like one of those happened before the other, fed into the other, or maybe yeah. it was just a life, it all happened at once? No, I think that's how it always works. I think it always one goes first and then it like sets off the other part of my brain that's like sees the bigger picture. I mean, it's just lessons on how to, you know, react. Yeah. We could go back and do like a montage of like things Laura has done in oh the past God. 25 episodes and then where you're at now. But that like the things you terrifying. <laughs> have complained about, like this really sucks. Oh, and see, we could do and that then, for both of us. Yeah. I don't feel, I don't care any. No, wait, this isn't. Okay. okay. I was just going to say, I don't care anymore, but it's like in the best way possible. I think I was putting just like so much energy into caring about the wrong things and like maybe caring about bad things instead of just like focusing energy on the good. Give me an Am example. Am I making sense? Give me a, it makes sense. Well, you know, I'd like upset. I obsess over things. So I'd fuck up one time or leave my insulin somewhere one time. And then that's like, that's what the episode would be about. And then that's what I would think about all week. And then that's what people would talk to me about. And then it would make me feel bad, but it was just because like, that was the one thing I chose to focus to on, focus on. Yeah. was the one bad thing instead of like all the good that probably happened that week. Well, I think the biggest 
most noticeable change would go from you sort of managing your blood sugars based on your Dexcom arrows mm-hmm. to now you've been Dex free for like three months. Yeah. Yeah. That's a long time. Yeah. A conscious like choice. Oh, I, ch- yeah, I just, this wasn't I ch- a, you ran out of sensors. They wouldn't refill it. This was, you decided. No, I took it off. You took it off. And mm-hmm. what has that meant in three months? How has your do I seem relationship like a- with diabetes changed? Um, I mean, obviously there are some times where I miss the arrows, but like I was just telling you the other day, there are times when, you know, I'll be a hundred and then I drop, but I had no idea cause I tested at a hundred, but it's no, I think it's changed. I, it has changed so much. Well, I also deleted my personal Instagram and got rid of the Dexcom, which makes Oof. my phone time cut down by probably 75% because all I was doing was my thumb was going between my Instagram feed and my Dexcom app. And now I don't have either of those. And that's been one of the biggest changes in my life is how little time I've been on my phone doing things that aren't helping me. Yeah. Um, So that's number one. I definitely do not think about my numbers as much at all, at all, at all. I go to the gym. I'm pretty much the same. I pretty much just, I don't have too many. I've had much... Less roller coasters, much less. Or do you just not see them? I might not see them, but I'm like, every time I test, I'm pretty steady or pretty similar to the number I was before. Um, So I just wake up, test, have a cup of coffee, go to the gym. After the gym, I test, eat breakfast, don't test again until lunch. And I distinctly remember every morning before you would go to the gym, (laughs) you would say, Craig, this is my blood sugar. Mm-hmm. It's leg day. Uh-huh. What should I eat? How much insulin should I give? Every single day. Yeah. And then we would get a recap afterwards of, uh-huh. oh, that worked, that didn't work. Yeah. And then you would carry that weight of- If I screwed up. Screwed up or not into the next workout. Yeah. And now I, I just, I'm learning to trust more. I mean- the other day before the workout, I was 90 or 95. And in my head, I'm like, I'm never that low. You know what I mean? I always kind of coast to like 130. And I'm like, I'm probably dropping. But I didn't know. And I'm like, I don't want to eat before a workout and then go high. So then I just didn't do anything. After the workout, I was like 99 and didn't move. But I just have, but it's not even like this thing where I'm like, now, Laura, you must be in tune with your body. Like, this is the moment. It's just literally, I test and put my meter away. But let you guys don't get me wrong. I'm waiting on my G6. <laughs> That's coming this week. Yeah. But I guess I can take all the lessons I've learned from not being on the decks for so long. And I mean, try to carry them over in the best way possible. Because the, not, the, the thing I hate doing is how much I test my blood sugar. The pokes. Yeah. So I, I mean, clearly I'm not going to pass up a chance to not have to test. Not to poke, yeah. So I think I just need to like practice what I've been doing this whole time. With the technology again. Yeah. I guess the question someone would ask is, so Laura, three months ago, like why decide to take the decks come off? Like clearly you missed the arrows. You're thinking about it and you've, you've come to this self-realization now, but at the time. At the time I was just really um, fed up with inaccurate readings and I just ripped it off. And, and you had I, those readings for. They just kept, they just, yeah, my, it just. You always had them pretty much. It just didn't work. It wasn't working for me. <laughs> yeah. 
But I you, was testing just as much with my G5 more. than I am now. You were testing more. Yeah. Yes. Because every time you would look at your Dexcom, you would test. Because I wouldn't believe Every time it. you glanced at it, you'd say, <laughs> oh. Because I wouldn't believe it, and then I would need, like, confirmation. Yeah. Yeah. And so okay. yes. Well, so so that's a case of you going through years. I don't know how long you were on the G5. No, I was on it for one year. Yeah, it feels like a long time. <laughs> and it was all, and I wasn't covered for that either. I yeah. think it was, like, the universe telling me, like, I shouldn't have been on that because I wasn't covered, and now I'm finally, like. But you were on it for a year. You complained for a year, yeah, and eventually you were just like, "Okay, done." Sounds like Tear you're talking off, about my marriage. Sounds like you're talking about my marriage now. <laughs> it did kind of happen around the same time. <laughs> oh my god! It was just your like fall purge. Had it for a year. Complained for a year. Moved on. Moved on. But now, ready for the next did better we just thing. Did, did we just scoop that? Has that been publicly announced? Is it just scooped that on the show? That has not now? been publicly announced. I okay. don't know. If- you heard it here first. So <laughs> how we live our lives mirrors how we manage our diabetes. Mm-hmm. How we manage our diabetes mirrors how we manage our life. In my case, I used to be very... Anal? That's a good, that's a good word for it. That's a fair <laughs> word for it. Um, and I'm less now. Yes. In a lot of things. We have changed. Actually, yes. I th- you think it's the, I think it's the show. We've changed so much. I think the show has changed us. I hope it's changed you guys too. I hope it's changed every one of you. And if it has changed you, just email me. Send us $5. <laughs> I would love to know. <laughs> yeah. Put it in a, envelope. an envelope, <laughs> $5 bill. Tell us how you changed. Make it, um, if you want to reply, include a, <laughs> a stamped a stamped envelope, a stamped envelope with your address on it, and I'll send you a reply. No, but you should. Yes, you were saying to email you if you yeah. changed because that actually might be very inspiring for us to read. Craig at betacellpodcast dot com, but not even if it's not like you can look back a year and a half like us and say, oh. I'm a new person now, but maybe there was one little thing in one episode that you came away with that said, I'm doing something different now. That you, that sticks out to you. I guess this, we started this as like a talk show about diabetes. And what I find talking about diabetes on beta cell and thicker than water (laughs) and the threes and his 10 other diabetes podcasts is that really, it just comes, it, it becomes like a therapy session. But it's a therapy session about diabetes, which is probably not something with a, a diabetic lot of therapist. Go to. Yeah, <laughs> everyone just has diabetes, and we're just talking about diabetes. So, whether it's me and my aunt sort of talking about it, and that kind of helps her get through it, like we internalize all of these things with diabetes. And if we're not internalizing, we're posting on Instagram, which is really just a way to just yell our complaints at the world, as opposed to like real conversation. Right. It's Mm -hmm. just, it's different than this. And so maybe the answer is. What's the answer? So you call up Laura, her phone number. (laughs) You put that down. Is. No. So I think the answer is you have to just find someone in your life who understands diabetes, a significant other. That's my number one tip for diabetics. You said yours, and that's my number one. And just talk about it. Go to a coffee shop or a bar might be better. 
uh, if you're of that age, and just talk about it. And I think just talking about it lets you just air out the things that are bugging you, and then maybe you realize it's not such a big issue anymore. But that's a big step. You have to really give a shit. You have to, to do really that. give a shit. But I think if you look at all the little things, all the little changes you can make, it's like, how much do you care? Like, how much do you see people on Instagram complain that their fingers are covered in scars and they don't get blood all the time? And what's the answer? Change your lancet. But no one gives that much of a shit to change your lancet. So He's we just live. me dead in the eyes right now. <laughs> so we... So we just live with complaining about this problem when we have the power to change. The only one who can change anything is ourselves. I'm getting emotional again. This is just the most, like the least about diabetes, but the most about diabetes Maybe we episode we've done. talk less about diabetes. Maybe. But don't. Like, so all of those episodes we've done, thinking back on them, it was always like some big deal. Like some, something always happened the week prior to the episode. And then like, that's what we would talk about. And it was like this huge deal and it, it would take up a whole episode. And now those things, like, why was there always something going on with diabetes? <laughs> but now when we get together, there's not like, oh my God, I didn't tell you. Like we, the, you know what I mean? Or maybe we just don't think they're big deal. Like this episode could have been about my customer service with mini pharmacy, how I haven't received the G6 yet. Yeah. Neither of us even thought about that. But you know what I mean? Though? It was always like, okay, what happened to you this week? And it was like, I left my insulin at your house. I accidentally took my Landis instead of my Humalog. You know? And now it's just like, hey, Craig, what's up? Like, there's not these like burning major bad things that happened to us anymore. <laughs> Which is funny because when they happen to me, I, I write it down. So I have a list of notes on my phone of that we would use for topics, things that have happened to me that I could talk about that I, and I've thought about, and I could mention, mm -hmm. we'll probably use a lot of these on after dark. So if you want to hear those, you should subscribe. This is my, I promise I wasn't going to pitch anymore, but this, this is pitch number two. Yet here we are. <laughs> um, but you know, I was in new Orleans last week. Um, little vacation, not exercising. It was very cold in the morning. I didn't want to wake up and go run. Um, eating a lot of carbs. I don't know if you've ever been to New Orleans, but it is a lot of carbs and there's a lot of fried carbs. Carb Orleans. Yeah, Carb Orleans. Let's make that shirt. <laughs> That'll be the TV show about New Orleans. Carb Orleans. And yeah, there were times where I was like, this is very frustrating. And there was a part of me that's like, I should just like not eat this sandwich. I should just get a salad. But I was like, I'm here. I'm here for the food. Mm -hmm. I want the food. I enjoy the food. I'm going to eat the food and I'll figure it out. And if I don't figure it out, I'm going to wake up tomorrow morning. Like me. Right. And you I'll know, either be high or low and I'll and, correct. And so there's all these episodes, like little topics, like I've turned off. I think I did this before going to New Orleans. Maybe it was anticipation of New Orleans. Turned off the high alarm at night on my phone, which is like crazy. Like, well, what, Craig, what if you wake up and you're 240? Well, I wake up and I give insulin. But why? 
Oh, to see like you're eating so many carbs, so it might take all night to go back into range? I decided that me getting a full night's sleep made me feel better than waking up between 80 and 180 in the morning. I realized that if I wake up, because usually if I wake up high night, I'm going to wake up several times, right? Because you correct and then, and then two sleep. hours later, yeah. you're like still high. And then because you're just laying in bed, right? Mm-hmm. And so just like sitting somewhere in you, not really doing anything. Uh, I don't know why it works differently at night. I hate that. But you know what I mean, right? Absolutely. Like we all know what this means, right? And it's happened it's like to me several times. It's always, I'm traveling somewhere on vacation. We go out to eat dinner late at night. Yeah. Pasta or something. And... um yeah, I would wake up the next morning and I'm like, okay, I've woken up three times in the night. I feel awful. I've got to go on like my day. I was like, who cares? I'm going to wake up in the morning and I'm going to look at my blood sugar first thing. I'm going to do something about it. And so I just take some insulin and then I brush my teeth. I But now they're back on? No, still off. I think that's another thing. Wait, Craig, remember I just told you I've been sleeping so long? Yeah. I don't have Dexcom alerts going off in my head. Yeah. Well, not just in your head, but like. In real life. In your <laughs> in my ears. <laughs> Once you start dreaming about Dexcom alarms, it's time to turn off the No, Dexcom but I didn't alarms. even think about that, how much I've been sleeping. Without. And you probably feel great. Yeah. All the time. Better. And it's funny because it's things like before we had Dexcoms, this wasn't an issue. Like, sure, every once in a while you'd wake up you know, feeling or dry mouth or sweating your- and you're like, oh, I'm high or I'm low and then you do something. But this is kind of this like modern problem we have because we created this device that to make our lives so much better. And I'm not saying that the CGMs don't make our lives better. If you look at studies of control, you know, average A1C drops about a whole point if you introduce a CGM, but if you're lucky enough, if you're able to get one uh, and care enough to actually do something with that information, Mm -hmm. can't just wear it and think it's going to bring it down. It's not sucking your blood out. Yeah. Um, But I had seen a post on Instagram the other day, someone complaining about their Omnipod and how it was failing all the time, and it would fail in the night, and they'd wake up in the morning with ketones and blood sugar in the 400s, and they'd feel awful, but, and they were saying, why do we, like, this is, you know, marketed as, like, this amazing invention to make our lives better, and does it really make our lives better? And that's all relative. Yeah. Obviously. But I feel like, Thinking about that, yeah, no, you get a pump, it doesn't make your control better. You have to do the work, and you can do the work on shots. I know a lot of people on shots now um, who have taken extended yeah, pump isn't breaks. Yeah, is that funny? I know more people now on MDI than pumps. And it's not like when I went off the pump, my A1C didn't go through the roof. Mm-hmm. It stayed the same. Maybe went a little lower sometimes. But it was about caring enough to actually do the things. And I feel like sometimes we have devices that make us feel like we don't have to care, like it's just going to do the work for us. Not to hate on technology. That's not really what this is about. 
But in this, in the sense of this Dexcom alarm, it was what is good for me? What do I care about? Oh, I feel better if I get a good night's sleep because if I don't get a good night's sleep, I'm high all day the next day. You're high and tired rather than high once in the morning. <laughs> exactly. And well rested. Yeah. And I will know when I wake up in the morning, if I've gotten a good night's sleep, how high my dawn phenomenon is going to make me go. If I get a good night's sleep, if I get eight hours of uninterrupted, like, mm-hmm. like amazing sleep, like, you know, that kind of sleep, like you're in your own bed and, mm-hmm. and it's like a little chilly in the room, but it's warm. One leg covers. out, one leg in. Yeah. And <laughs> you wake up in the morning and you feel so good. My blisters mm-hmm. will be flat until I do fuck something. Fuck it up. <laughs> until I fuck it up. <laughs> um, but if I have a rough night of sleep, I wake up soon as I'm out of bed, that Dexcom dot starts creeping up. And I, I just know that. I'm just like, I've learned that things will happen to my body. And I said, okay, I'm going to make a change. And then I made the change. Be the change you want to see in the world. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess that's a good segue. Change. Mm-hmm. That. The show's probably going to change. We've decided. Kind of right before we started recording. But we don't we really know here. how it's going to change. Know how. But we we know that we've changed a lot in a year and a half. And, yeah. And so the show that we needed at the time, I don't think I'm is the same show we need now. <laughs> if you're keeping track of how many times Laura's <laughs> cried this episode, you can take another shot now. Um, so it will change in some way, but you can still find us on out of range after dark (laughs) once a month doing the same old thing, complaining about something, but change is good. Things have changed. We started the show because we felt like there needed to be some change in the way we, as in not just us, but people talked about type one in this kind of way. And how diabetes was being depicted. And we've, we've gone through a lot of topics. And I think we, we realized that we were really talking about the same thing the whole time. That there's only so many shows you can do that are how to have jury duty with diabetes. How to... Unlock a car. <laughs> with diabetes. <laughs> how to brush your teeth with diabetes. It's all the same thing in the end. You're just doing the same thing. You just happen to have diabetes. <laughs> you just happen to have some fruit snacks in your pocket. And uh, I'm excited for what comes next. I'm excited. It's bittersweet. We, we both know it's time. Yeah. It's good. I'm, tell, I'm talking to, now I'm telling myself. <laughs> I don't like, I don't like advice. <laughs> Um, so Craig and I will never see each other again. <laughs> yeah. It's been, uh, except on after dark. Yeah. So it's been, uh, that was a joke, by the way. Great year and a half. Can't believe it's only been a year and a half. I know it's mind boggling, but that just means like how much we've changed in a year and a half. Yeah. We've aged a lot <sighs> in 18 months. A lot has happened. Yeah. Too much. So much has happened. Too much has happened. 
if we could turn back the time, yeah, would we great. recognize ourselves? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Out of Range is a production of Beta Cell. If you're looking for more episodes of Out of Range to listen to, you can find just that by joining the Beta Cell fan club. Visit us at patreon.com forward slash beta cell. You'll get access to every episode of Out of Range After Dark, in addition to bonus content, extra clips, outtakes, and more. And as a bonus, you know you're supporting the show. Thanks for listening, everyone. I'm Craig. I'm Laura. And this is Out, Out of, of Range. Range. This episode of Beta Cell is brought to you by Companion Medical, the makers of the InPen Smart Insulin Pen. I haven't used the InPen myself, so I called up my friend Ella to get her opinion. I love how InPen keeps track of my insulin doses. It logs what time I take my insulin, how many units I take, and then it also keeps track of how much insulin I have left on board. Uh, it's really made my diabetes management so much easier. For more info, visit companionmedical.com.